0: And welcome to the Justin Robert Young Podcast Bringing you the stories you need to know My name is Justin Robert Young We got a nice little cadre Including some amazing sound From across the pond There in jolly old England Not so jolly for the royal family We will get to that in a second But first Oh, by the way, apologies uh, for screwing up the news bumper on uh, Thursday's episode. Thank you to everybody who sent me a little something about it. Uh, we begin with a story from IslandLive.com. If you ever find yourself in the five boroughs, New York City, city that never sleeps, and amongst those eight million plus, well... Friend, you find yourself on hard times. Maybe it's just a rainy day, but you feel the lonely bug. A little bit of the blues, some might say. Friends, do I got a hot tip for you? Because according (laughs) to the powers that be, there is the best place to cry in New York City, and it is indeed the Staten Island Ferry. This according to a list on Curbed.com, they wrote, There's something oddly romantic about weeping quietly to yourself on a boat as it glides across the New York Harbor. The Statue of Liberty provides a rather cinematic background. Also on the list, the entire West Village... (laughs) <laughs> Which I just think that's just a place where there's just a lot of tears just in general Strand Bookstore, the Bryant Park bathrooms, the Met and Greenwood Cemetery Man, I lived in New York for about three years And in that time, it was my job, my literal job To go to the Department of Buildings in every one of the boroughs And I not once went to Staten Island I am still without a Staten Island experience Maybe one day, and I'll cry all the way there. We move from New York City to central New York, my old stomping ground, Syracuse University, which has been engulfed in racism, swallowed whole by the Leviathan known as discrimination. It's actually kind of a serious thing. There's been a sit-in, a continuous sit-in in in Syracuse for the past, I think, about a week now. And obviously, with the campus on pins and needles, there was an incident that sent it into full conflagration. We read now from an article from the best student-run newspaper in the universe, The Daily Orange, written by Casey Darnell here. Syracuse University has suspended all social activities fraternities on campus after members and guests of a fraternity yelled a racial epithet at a black woman on Saturday night. Chancellor Kent Steerverand, I never got that dude's name right, announced the decision in a campus-wide email sent around 6.13 a.m. on Sunday. The fraternity involved was suspended. Social activities at all fraternities are suspended for the rest of the fall 2019 semester as of 4 a.m. Sunday. SU's chapter of the Alpha Chi Rho fraternity, which is nicknamed Crow, has been suspended according to the website of the Office of of Fraternity and Sorority Affairs. That is the only change in chapter status listed after SU announced the fraternity was suspended for the racist incident near College Place. Uh, All right. So number one, quick walk down memory lane. Number one, while I was a student at Syracuse University, I covered the fact that Crowe was suspended because they had one of their brothers hit somebody in the head with a billiard ball in a sock that sent that student to the hospital. And number two, I watched the birth of the Patriots dynasty with the tuck game, the tuck rule game in that same fraternity house. They've emptied the file on my Crowe stories. So this is a huge thing. Like I mentioned, there's already a sit-in. And then there's, which, I mean, look, I don't know how many Saturday nights go by in many mm, universities where there's a lot of entitled spoiled children, where a racial slur is not yelled. That tends to be a thing that youth plus arrogance, plus money, plus privilege uh, uh, just sort of grows. It blooms amongst that mixture. But Syracuse has a bit of a, problem's on, a problem on their hand. You know, right now it's the 18th. The students that are currently in their sit-in have demanded that the chancellor, respond to a list of demands they have. If they are not met by the 20th, then they're going to call for him to resign. I'm going to assume, knowing the university, this is their plan. They want to listen. We're listening. We're listening. We're going to to announce a commission on listening for listeners' sake. Uh, We are going to uh, uh, staff that commission uh, by way of a pilot program that we are beginning within the next three to seven years so we can find listeners for the listener board. The listener board will then listen very, very hard and issue a four to 18-page memorandum that will come out sometime between 2037 and 3021. That's what I assume they're going to do. I think they're going to run out the clock. They're going to they're going to issue some kind of olive branch to the the kids that are sitting in now and then they're going to wait for winter break to roll around. They're going to wait for the holidays and then they're going to hope that all this blows over when people show back up in January. Although I don't know if that's gonna work for them, because it's cold, man. And when it's cold, and the other thing that you could do is just sort of sit in your room. I think it it kind of it might help to just have a thing to do. I think say I think I think that Eric the, the, the Chancellor is gonna he's, he's 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 in a bit of a pickle. And finally, we have a story from the UK, the royal family. For those of you who are not aware, the ever interlocking Jeffrey Epstein saga, which touches everything from science to politics to, yes, even the royal family, had a bit of a moment over the weekend That is when Prince Andrew, he was a longtime friend of Jeffrey Epstein, and according to one of the women that brought a detailed allegation against Epstein, he also sampled the wares of the sex trafficker, including one of the ladies who came forward. So, Prince Andrew has not directly answered to these particular charges until... This weekend. The clip I'm going to play you. Is part of a 40 plus minute interview. And it's awesome. I got to say. The lady who did this. She's from Newsnight. On the BBC. Is fantastic. Because in case you guys are not aware. There is no first amendment. In the UK. They have extraordinarily stringent laws. When it comes to. Celebrities and stuff. But more specifically. With the Royals. The Royals set the uh, agenda. The Royals only do the press they want to do. And that's that. So for her to go this kind of toe-to-toe with this kind of respect, but this kind of resolve is remarkable. With that being said, you are about to hear one of the greatest... Displays of BS I have ever heard in my entire life. A direct question met with just a Harry Potter spell of scattered feces. She was very specific about that night. Mm-hmm. She described dancing with you no. and you profusely sweating, <laughs> and that she went on to have baths, Possibly, a, there's a slight problem with 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 the sweating um, because uh, I. I, I have a peculiar medical condition, which is that I don't sweat um, or I didn't sweat at the time. And that was, oh, actually, yes, I didn't sweat at the time because I um, ha- had suffered what I would describe as an overdose of adrenaline in the Falklands War when I was shot at. Uh, and I simply, it, it, was, it was it was almost impossible for me to, to to sweat. And it's only because I have done a number of things in the recent past, that I'm starting to be able to do that again. So I'm afraid to say that, 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 that there's a medical condition that says that I didn't do it. So therefore. So, so, so therefore, so therefore, you're going to try to skate on that, my guy? Get out of here! Get out of here! Oh my God, really? 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 Okay, you didn't sweat at the time. Because you were shot at in the Falklands War. (laughs) I didn't know that was a part of PTSD. That you you didn't sweat anymore. Man, that is amazing. That's That's a unique thing. That certainly is far more credible than a picture with your hand around the waist of this girl when she was 17. And her detailed detailed description of each and every time that she was forced to have sex with you. I mean, I guess the good news is she didn't get sweat on. All right. That is going to wrap it up for us today. I want to thank open Bayou for getting us, That Prince Andrew story, I would like to thank Open Bayou for getting us the Syracuse story. And I would like to thank, oh my God, wait a minute, is it yet another triple threat? Another triple threat? No, Sun Bun. Sun Bun got us the Staten Island Ferry story. Thank you, boys. Of course, you can join them on our Discord, bit.ly slash jurydiscord. That is bit.ly slash J-U-R-Y-D-I-S-C-O-R-D I want to thank our producers, the gen, non-specific, the rock and roll Martian, Stephen, Well, James, the OG Brito, well, and Chris. You can email me, jurydaily at gmail.com, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, at Justin R. Young. Until tomorrow, friends, as is your old pal, Justin, saying, please give a round of applause to Mr. Wacky, but more importantly, please. <laughs>